You're listening to the Cy Fidelity Podcast, episode 149. Say patak one more time. The Cy Fidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience as it contains adult themes and language. In this episode, we discuss many upcoming possibilities in the Star Trek franchise, including a profanity-laced three-hour-plus space noir film directed by a certain indie film darling. So I, uh, I finally got to the end of Discovery. It fell off a rather significantly sized truck, and uh, <laughs> I managed to get it all. Well, it will be interesting to get uh, your viewpoint on that, because I know we've definitely covered our viewpoints up until now, yeah. and I'm fairly certain that I have an idea that you will also think that ending was bullshit. Uh, but before we get started, welcome to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. And this is Steve. I don't think I got my money's worth out of Discovery. <laughs> and I'll, you know, to be fair, there wasn't a lot of money going in at all. But I still feel like I got robbed of all the time <laughs> invested in that show because it was deeply, deeply unsatisfactory. I was I enjoyed a lot of it, but I will admit that ending, or at least one major aspect of that ending, is very, very disappointing in season two. I would agree with that. The whole let's all just pretend like this never happened. Let's just never bring it up. Yeah, that's bullshit. You know, Uh, like uh, (laughs) it's like when you have a, a relationship, and all the four of us here are in a relationship. And you're not in it for those special moments. I mean, those are the nice parts that you get. <laughs> These nice moments here and there. Sometimes you really need a good ending. Put a bow on it. <laughs> the big reward, the payoff, the finisher, the closer. <laughs> are we still talking are we still talking about the ending? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. No, they thought they did. Their big closer was, they... oh, by the way, yeah. uh, nobody can talk about this. So just pretend yeah. it didn't happen. And if they do, we'll call that person a criminal and probably kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because this is the United Federation of Planets. <laughs> but not everyone, because it's really only people in Starfleet that we can actually hold to this. So, yeah. Oh, well. That's the dumbest crap ever. Thank and God nobody his, ever said that a Starfleet officer's first duty was to the truth. And <laughs> and, and and I will and I got to say they have family members so clearly that that's a that's going to go out the window in like 6 months. <laughs> <laughs> if that long. <laughs> so yeah, no that's bullshit. Like it actually 
this is part of the reason why I am not a fan of when shows go back and start covering ground that had already been covered because I feel like you're just destined to get this kind of shit. It's why I wasn't super excited when Star Trek Enterprise came out. I'm like, they're going to, they're going to do something that's not going to make sense at all. And they did, (laughs) but I didn't watch Star Trek Enterprise. So I don't actually have strong feelings on that one, but I do. I have heard of some stuff. And they did. Okay, so like they did. I haven't seen it, but I heard that it that it was. Again, okay. I that's why I'm backtracking. I'm actually okay, saying good. I don't have strong feelings on it because I didn't watch the show, but I have heard of some glaring continuity yeah, there, issues. You're not wrong. There's definitely stuff <laughs> they did and then hoops they jumped through to try to okay. make it fit. So I'm just gonna, saying I'm not back. I'm not gonna be like Brian. I'm not gonna be like Brian all Star Wars Clone Wars, though he yeah, actually exactly. watched that. Are you, are you gonna listen to Brian? Oh, everything after DS9 sucks. Yeah, okay, whatever. Right. No, because I don't actually believe that philosophy. But I'm just saying when Enterprise started, I had my concerns, and I have heard that those concerns were warranted. So but for uh, whom? that's the question. From articles that I have read online ah, from shit. Articles, <laughs> fucking articles. All right, you gonna you gonna fake news me <laughs> on fucking Star Trek? <laughs> Trek today fake is news. fake news. <laughs> None of those conventions actually happened. I'm just saying it's gonna be fucking uh, confused Matthew, who's like, oh, well, those people are supposed to look like birds, but they don't actually have feathers growing out of their skin, so they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Whatever, it's fine. It's good. Patrick, enough about Jurassic Park. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Look, that's why, because I knew Patrick was going to have that point. So I'm already backtracking enough to say I don't have strong super views on Enterprise. One day when I get around to watching it with the amount of TV that's coming out these days, I wouldn't expect that to happen anytime soon. But if I ever get around to watching Enterprise, I did get around to watching all of Voyager. So it's possible. Uh, but, but yeah, I, uh, I do have those feelings about discovery. I have seen all of discovery and yeah, that ending, I was fine with most of it up until that. I was like, okay, that doesn't really make any sense, but whatever, like the whole hologram thing that, that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Space spores in the magic tunnel through time space. It it was whatever. I got cool stories out of it. It doesn't make sense and it doesn't make any sense. Continuity wise, but whatever, I got cool stories out of it. But when you sit there and flat out, tell me, we're just going to decide that this thing that would be huge, we're just never going to talk about it ever. And that is the explanation for why it never came up. Fuck you. Yeah. That is stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Star Trek had its own, the upside down and they're like, nah, can't keep that. You got to pretend like it doesn't exist. See, I, I, it, I found it, it much easier to just believe that we didn't happen to like be in the room when anyone brought it up again in the future than to believe that well, they the Starfleet would issue such an asinine directive. You know, so. Brian, the, the computers are all designed now on all your Starfleet installations. <laughs> if anyone brings it up, they're immediately quarantined and vaporized right there. <laughs> yeah. So the computer is just listening yeah. through your comm badge the whole time, and if you just bring it up, uh, you know, you're typing out an email, uh, I mean, a subspace <laughs> communication to someone, and uh, it just 
Oh, that's that's, that's it. Too. That's why and all they, the consoles have hand grenades in them that explode when the ship when the circuit breakers <laughs> blow. Those are anti-discovery continuity bombs designed to terminate anyone who uh, learns too much about Michael Burnham. I mean, the yeah. the, the thing yeah. po- the thought police would be a line too far, right? Yeah, one stray comment about Michael Burnham and it, the, it turns into an extra scene from the animated heavy metal movie. You're going to be um, a space anomaly real quick. Why, why do you think that they developed this site-to-site transporter technology so that whenever anybody mentioned Burnham, they would just be beamed into space? And they'd be like, oops, oops. <laughs> that shit oh, there was a transporter incident. Forgot to clear the relay buffer. Oh, no, even better. That's what it is. They beam them into the holodeck and then turn the safeties off. And they're like, oh, shit. Holodeck murdered somebody else again. Oopsie. Oh, well, that's now, We won't turn these off. We'll just I, keep I, now, that, now that you've caught up on Discovery, Steve, you've, you've also discovered that it has that same problem that The Walking Dead does, which is suddenly a character is getting screen time, so they're probably going to die in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> when you get backstory-itis... Yeah. <laughs> on The Walking Dead, and they start talking about all the shit you've accomplished on the show. Run. Just yeah. leave the group. You find any Don't cameramen, be- that's it. You're done. <laughs> Don't be anywhere near that son of a bitch. That you right. just found Oh, did you used to be a doctor? I need you to get the hell away from me. I don't want to go that down when you go down. <laughs> uh, you know how to use uh, heavy farm equipment? You know how to grow penicillin? Oh, boy. Good night. You are going <laughs> to die. You're going to die bad. Yeah. If you ever see Rick, just start running. <laughs> Don't be anywhere near a main character because you're going to die. <laughs> if you're in the opening montage, uh, those those people are the most lethal. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that show doesn't have the montage, but you understand what I'm saying. Yes, I know what you mean. If you're in the opening credits. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Star Trek Discovery definitely has that problem in spades so so as a whole you didn't like it uh you know i i'm uh i'm trying to make jokes here for amusement's sake and there were lots of things that i did enjoy okay not not the first couple of episodes in whole um but am i compelled to see what they do next not in the least this was uh Left a bad taste in my mouth. I've, I don't know if they did that to try and be like cliffhangery, or what. Are they officially done with Discovery? Is that it? No, there's a third no. season, and it's apparently what they're saying. They're in the future for the long run. That is not just going to be fixed in three or two or three episodes. They're they're gone. That's why they were wrapping up everything in the 23rd century so tightly is because they ain't going back then. There. So it might as well be a reset. It is Basically. A reset. Yeah. They, their writers uh, don't know how to write a prequel and so fuck it. We'll just jump a thousand years in the future. There's no way you could fuck that up. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll watch them know. fuck it up. But whatever. I'm a little Does that mean- I, I certainly wouldn't be paying for it. <laughs> Does that mean they're gonna run into that guy from the short takes? 
that guy that was the story that was said a thousand years One in the would future. assume that has to tie in somehow. They're actually only going 950 years in the future, and he was 1,000 years in the future, so there's a 50-year gap there, but maybe there was some poetic license with one of those dates, or maybe they've, hopefully they've got some sort of plan there. I forgot so. to carry the two. Um, <laughs> and so. you know... They've so, also stated at the convention that discovery doesn't it doesn't arrive exactly when and where they were expecting to. So why would they? <laughs> um, so here's my so so now they're jumping like a thousand years. Uh, I like to round. So like okay, nine hundred fifty yeah. years. Yeah, fine, thousand. But so do they just die immediately? Like when they have this old ass ship and they come across. Like anything that even the guy in like a garbage scow probably has stronger weapons and better shields than them. Well, so you remember like, Nero's Nero's mining I ship was from a hundred years in the future and was kicking ass all over military warships, hordes of them, hordes of military warships. It, it just did you destroyed ever play civilization. Yeah. What was that? Did you ever play Civilization like uh, five yeah. or something like that? Yeah. If you set it down to noob learning the game mode. You're flying around with attack helicopters against dudes with spears. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. You got berserkers going against stealth bombers and nuclear weapons. So yeah. I think that's big about like that. Yeah. 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 I I strongly suspect just because of this and some related issues that what we are going to get is a a Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda scenario where civilization has fallen and discovery might actually not be all that low tech compared to what's left in, in the aftermath of the great fall that was caused by the great threat that is X. Does yeah. anybody want dystopian Star Trek besides Michael? I, I, I what makes you think I want dystopian yeah. Star Trek? <laughs> I thought I discovery. Mean, I mean, to be fair, of the four of us, I'm probably the one most <laughs> likely to want dystopian Star Trek. So I, that's fair. <laughs> I thought the premise of Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda was great and very in line with Roddenberry ethos. And I think I would love to see that done with a bigger budget. Uh, so I'm okay with that. Um, where they run around trying to rebuild the Federation. Um, that sounds maybe, fine to me. But you know, Maybe we'll find a cure for the Borg. Hmm. Oh, that's shit. a that's our another next conversation topic. <laughs> well, so wow. well, okay, but still on discovery. He makes a good point. Um, if civilization fell, probably because of the fucking Borg, because they have no problem getting here from the Delta Quadrant, and they really, really, really want our shit. So it's only a matter of time unless species eight four seven two takes over. But like, I'm mm. looking at what could fuck up the galaxy to like destroy the federation i'm thinking we've got we have some significant threats and i'm thinking borg from 950 years in the future might be a little beyond what uh what discovery can handle just throwing that out there well but they've got gumption (laughs) they've got michael burnham but they don't have to use a fucking And if it turns out that control actually is the origin of the Borg, they no. might have the backdoor no. passcodes to the Borg. No. Look, Look, I'm, I'm just going to stop. The, just the, stop. the discovery no. crew was flummoxed by a complicated door. So <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> that they're prepared for Borg. Look, I'm just going to say this. 
There's going to be an episode in the upcoming season of Discovery where the Borg is about to kill the crew of the whole ship. But at the beginning of that episode, you started learning the background of one of the <laughs> incense. And that incense going to sacrifice his life and they're going to survive the episode. That's how, that's what's going to happen. They've got plenty of sacrificial incense. I'm sure they'll be fine. No, they don't because they have no resupplies. <laughs> Did you know that that guy liked to used to go to Risa? <laughs> have to did replicate they, so some they, red so, shirts. Actually, hang on, hang on. So do they actually have like a supply? Because everyone was like, oh, no, we're all going to go with you into the future. So they like the main <laughs> cast had a choice. It's like eight people. Did did everybody else on the ship sacrifice? It was very unclear what percentage of the crew decided to go with them. And they've left that deliberately ambiguous at the ending, how many, whether they've got a crew of 10 or, well, probably more than well, 10. But, to but be whether fair, it's a crew of 20 or a crew of 200 is, is kind of well, up in the well, air. At this point. To be fair, that was probably for the best. We know how Voyager was when they were very specific, and then suddenly those numbers would change. Yeah. <laughs> so, only because only because the nerds like to keep tally because they're good at math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I didn't really notice until I saw a YouTube video. And then I was like, oh yeah, I guess they did constantly change the number of photon torpedoes that they have. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Well, I'm Star sure Trek if you're planning to truck more through space since for the invention years, of a wiki. You'd figure out how to make one. Like it might yeah. not be a fast process. But you'd probably figure out how to put a couple of those fucking things together. Yeah. But right? they they do explicitly say they can't make the, any more in, in season one. But but then, well, obviously, they did figure it out because later on they have more. Well, that, <laughs> well and, that, and that's... One, they learned some shit as they as they went through all the seasons, so that doesn't well, bother me so much. No, I think it's the Star Trek writers learned some shit, and what they learned was don't be so goddamn specific. <laughs> <laughs> don't specifically say we can't make more because it eliminates my ability to create headcanon. <laughs> even in the sh- okay, so all right, I'm going to be serious. Now. So even in the fucking show, they're like, oh well, we're fucked. It's going to be seventy years and blah blah blah, and then you run across somebody like oh Kess, bam there you go there's ten thousand light years down ah didn't know that was gonna happen sweet they didn't have fucking chronoton torpedoes or time shielding before they met the chronom so you know you learn on the run when you have to abandon ship and you're living in a nebula and the nebula's inside i just saw that episode again fucking awesome now I got I got banned on the run stuck in my head thank you for that by the way Patrick you are welcome Uh, I do Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, the next generation era Star Trek, um, Picard, San Diego uh, Comic Con happened, and we got some new information. Now I'm not going to pretend to know as much as Brian does, so I'm just going to hand this shit over to Brian. <laughs> Brian, you want to want to cover this one? <laughs> Uh, well, let's see. What do we know? Um, <laughs> Data or some sort of soon type Android is in it. Uh, the trailer shows a box full of data parts that could be B4 parts or lore parts or data parts, though that explosion at the end of Nemesis doesn't look like it would leave that many body parts behind. But who knows? Um, Not that see- big anyway. Yeah, and then we see a bit of data talking, which could be Picard on the holodeck talking to an old data or a data plugged into a holodeck, or it could be B4, um, or it could be B4 now is data because data got his memories uploaded into B4. 
Um, so there's there's definitely a lot of Brent Spiner, a noticeable amount of Brent Spiner in this. There's also a lot of Romulans who are seeking Picard out and helping him on his quest, whatever the hell the quest is. Um, there's some mysterious woman who is not a Romulan whose rumor rumor has it might be a form from the Borg Collective, who is apparently the magic key to everything, and everyone wants her because she's the key, the fifth element or something. Um, and um, crossover. So, uh, and she comes to Picard looking for help. Um, and we've got uh, Jerry Ryan is back as seven of nine in something that is described as more than just a cameo. Um, and I don't the, believe it. She's in that one scene. <laughs> she the uh somebody a rumor has it the romulans but somebody has got a borg cube that's all torn apart or perhaps not completely built um and is with force fields patching it up to and there are borg so, shots of borg in um in holding pens uh, kind of, kind of like you know, concentration camps or something, and shots of Borgs on surgical tables. And the Borg on the surgical table is our old friend Hugh, the Borg, the humanized Borg that was rescued by um, Jordy and Data and stuff back in the Next Generation. And they brought the original actor who played Hugh back to reprise the <laughs> role of Hugh. And um, so, yeah, Hugh's in this, um, and he was. I did not guess that. No, I didn't either until someone pointed it out. But yeah, that is not just any Borg. That's you. Um, Honestly, you guys, I I saw a trailer. I don't know. I didn't see any of this shit. So I don't know what the fuck I saw. But Well, I I saw the de-aged Brent Spiner, which was... I did think it was interesting that they realized that with the de-aging special effect, which has been used a a shit ton in Marvel movies, is their way of having the answer to the question, can Brent Spiner still play data? Yeah. Apparently the answer is now yes. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the budget holds out. <laughs> as long as homeboy needs a check. I don't know. I mean, what are we talking about? The cost of a Snapchat filter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know how expensive it is to do that. I, I, I honestly don't know if it's cheap or expensive. I honestly don't know. But Look, you, I, you got it in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because this shit is amazing. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. Convincing. So, quite quite convincing. FYI, sidebar. Did you see the deep fake for um uh uh the guy from Game of Thrones? Um uh the dire wolf guy. Uh he they Jon put Snow. out a deep Jon Snow. They put out a deep fake of Jon Snow apologizing for the last season. And oh, I yeah, thought that I was that. pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> I didn't um, that. But anyway, I just a little slight sidebar. Anyway, so general thoughts here are like are 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 we excited about going back to next generation era ish? I mean, it's not really though. I mean Yeah, Picard it's like the same he ain't the yeah. captain of the Enterprise anymore. And Is yeah. Everything fucking all right over there? <laughs> Brian <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're all fine here. How are you? Pretend like that shit didn't happen. <laughs> God damn, Brian. I just, I don't know. I a part of me is at least a little curious to see, but I don't know. There's a part of me that's also like, I would have been perfectly fine if they had just never gone back to the next generation era and just said, okay, we're done with that now. We're never going back to that. 
So I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm trying, I'm grappling with whether or not I'm excited or if I'm concerned. I'm, I'm uh, totally you- pumped despite the fact that it's going to steamroller my Romulan centric post, uh, my post TNG, uh, ro- role-playing game continuity, I'm sure. And meat grinder it utterly. I'm still really excited about seeing this. So you're going to watch though. That's what, that's all CBS cares about. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Or, you know, find well true to watch. from cbs's viewpoint i yeah they don't care they know you're gonna watch, and i am gonna watch i i definitely am my viewpoint was just do you guys think there's even the slightest chance it's gonna be good based on the look on patrick's face well, i can kind of guess where he's coming from i don't feel like they have to try and impress us oh they do they do though because here's Why the thing though? if they like we 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 might we we being you guys might watch that first season, um, but if it's shit, you're not gonna come back. I mean, Brian's uh, he's he's on the hook. He they I don't know they got something on him, <laughs> so he's just watching all of it. Like but <laughs> Brian's on the hook like I a cannot, relationship that he just can't get into. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, cannot deny can't. the will of my God. You know, yeah. like he would like he would you like know. a divorce, but he just can't afford to live on his own gonna tough it out to sleep on the couch that's that's how you guys are treating it's like that's how battered fan syndrome yeah exactly right so they're like ah because you're hoping against hope that it'll get better so like we said well okay to be fair to be fair i'm not i still haven't watched star trek enterprise because i had no interest in it so if i don't want to watch something i'm not gonna watch it (laughs) but see that's the thing though you didn't like it Because you're not abused, got it? No, no. All yeah. the reasons no, that that's, he gave, that's all right. <laughs> all the reasons that Michael gave that he didn't want, that he wasn't interested in Enterprise, all of those things are discovery. But he's like, no, it's cool because they changed one little thing, and now I give a shit. So it, you know, whatever, it's fine, it's fine. They got Sounds you, man. Like justification they got, to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, like I said in a couple episodes ago that first teaser trailer was just some old dude sitting in a vineyard i don't give a shit about that now Mm. i've seen i saw a new trailer apparently not this one that brian saw that was the first fucking first six episodes or some shit so (laughs) i know brian you know he goes he goes online and looks up every scrap of information he knows a guy that knows a guy that that blue jerry ryan um that's right <laughs> i'm sticking with that statement <laughs> that would be brandon braga by the way what we're gonna get is old pappy story time hour in space where picard has sees the kids fucking up it's like well let me tell you a story about when i was on galaxion six and uh the kremlax were trying to stuff you know wonder balls in their Air vents. I want to hear more about the petrol rabbits. <laughs> cars, we got to come cup from Transformers the movie. That's fucking right. awesome. <laughs> they, they're, it, that would explain the original title of the show, which was Old Man in the Sea of Tranquility. Uh, a Hemingway joke. <laughs> there ain't a whole lot of those around here, folks. You know where you come to get the Hemingway jokes. <laughs> That's okay. That's kind of fucking awesome. Um, yeah. So, so old Picard is actually like old Picard now, right? Yes. Yes. After it's yes. it's set is, twenty years after Nemesis. He's right. old man Picard. 
Yeah, like Patrick Stewart is not spry anymore, right? No, like, no, he's finally over the midlife crisis that was the movie, the TNG movies. <laughs> like you see him sit down, and he's got like that. He's got like that old man leg cross. If I see him hard, I want to shatter that leg. Like he's like that now. So yeah, okay. So he's not going to be who we are used to him being, and that might be fine. But you know. Like the new trailer that I saw is intriguing, but mm. I'm also remembering the fact that it is written by people from CBS All Access <laughs> who don't know how to write. So, to be fair, it's largely an entirely new group of writers from Discovery. So, and the showrunner oh. is somebody who is a huge TNG fan who right. obviously right. went back and got Hugh for God's sake. Does he know how to you run know? a show though? I mean, that doesn't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. But, but, but uh, there, 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 there's none of this. Region. Well, we're kind of embarrassed about star Trek and we're going to try to make it cool again. No, I'm pretty sure this is somebody who absolutely loves that version of nineties star Trek. Um, right. What so. you're describing is a situation where you go into a bakery and you buy some bread and it's half baked. And then you say, oh, well, they're going to make this whole entirely different kind of bread. But the problem is they don't know how to fucking bake. Well, we don't know that they don't know how to bake. (laughs) I mean, yes, we've only seen they're still in the process of baking the bread and we haven't seen it completed or tasted it yet. But so what I'm hearing is, is Brian is willing to give the benefit of the doubt where we are maybe not necessarily because here's what I'll say. You know, I point to the fact that he is unendingly biased. (laughs) <laughs> or giving them an endless supply of second air quotes chances. So, yeah. Now, you know who else claimed to be a big fan of Star Trek? J.J. Abrams. Claimed. Claimed. <laughs> what? When did he say that? Oh, I thought he did. Okay. No, he said well, he was always a Star Wars fan and never watched the show until gotcha. he got hired to do this I'm job. Sorry. And- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. You know who was not a Star Trek fan? Nicholas Meyer. So yeah. I don't need you to be a Star Trek fan. I just need you to be able to write a goddamn story that makes sense. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> right. but, but here's, here's the problem, I'd boys. Like to know. Um, I'd like to know. The, the guys that, okay, so we're thinking, oh, it's going to be half-baked. So the guy that hired these writers yes. seems to like half-baked bread. Yes. That's my issue. That's yeah, okay, I can't entirely deny that. So, so when they're like, hey, we're going to give you like, oh, I don't know, like fucking $10 million an episode. And this is kind of what I'm looking for. Make it some bullshit. And if you're going to kill somebody, give their whole backstory in like the first 45 minutes of the show. Do that shit. Like, eh, I, don't, eh, I don't need any of that. I don't. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is, is that you guys would not go see the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek. Yeah, no? I have issues with that, too. So. <laughs> Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm all this pretty stuff. sure that's not going to happen. Dystopian <laughs> track. Like, I I like Quentin Tarantino. I just don't need to hear the captain of a Starfleet vessel say motherfucker like 18 times. Like, I just don't need that. Hey, like, I'm, I don't, how many times can you get? On who says it? Because <laughs> if we get a Samuel L. Jackson in Star Trek happening. Okay. Uh, you got my money. Yeah, okay, I he's will the, pay to see it. Live long and prosper, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I also need to see like a phaser blow like a like a, a five foot hole in somebody and just paint the walls with blood. Like I don't need that. Look at this Klingon motherfucker right here. I'm in. I'm. In. I just I just want to know how many times um, 
Walton Goggins as a Starfleet officer is going to end up saying the N word. <laughs> that 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 would be a new day in Star Trek. <laughs> but he has an enlightened sensibility, so he would he it, they would be space ends. Is what would happen. <laughs> You know, he wouldn't be in Starfleet. He'd be like a member of the Maquis and be like, oh, those spoon ends. Like, oh, shit. All right. Well, whatever. Go ahead. I was going to say that given that I'm getting all this Star Trek on CBS All Access, like four or five different shows or some crazy thing, I am totally fine with them doing something off the wall and experimental with the movies. Do I want a Quentin Tarantino to Star Trek TV series? No, absolutely not. But two hours of Quentin Tarantino Star Trek? Sure, sign me up. (laughs) The few episodes he did of Alias is enough proof that nobody wants him to do television shit. I don't even think he wants to do television anymore. I didn't know he did Alias. So yeah, he did a couple of episodes of the first season of Alias. He and you know he, you know he was directing them because he was in it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Then (laughs) I'm pretty sure there were feet actually. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. I don't need. He also he also apparently did an episode of CSI. So I and I was watching it back then. Ah, uh, so those were the dark old days. So yeah, did you guys want to cover anything else? Uh, CBS All Access, or do we want to call it a call it a day with the Star Trek? As far as the animated um, lower decks series, they have said ah! that the humor style will be very different than that of Orville. So when people ask them, why, how are you going to compete with Orville? And they, oh, our, our jokes are going to be a very different style and tone. And we, we just they write a completely different type of humor. They got a little Orville on them. I was yeah. going to say, so their tone is going to be not funny. They're going for not funny. Is that what they're I, going I don't know. For? It's the showrunner from, from Rick and Morty. I don't know what they're going to make. Oh, okay. That's all I needed to hear. I might actually be in then. <laughs> they're all alcoholics. Um, so it's fine. And there's going to yeah. be a sex droid in there somewhere. It's cool. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, okay. that's what worries People me. Fucking things in the, in the holodeck because actually now that you brought that, that up and you, you I'm kind sure. of brought that up a few minutes ago. And I meant to ask, it is jarring to me when I hear Starfleet officers curse. I'm not necessarily saying I had a problem with it in discovery, but every single time somebody cursed, it, it kind of threw me out of the show. You know yeah, only because I'm most. just not used to it. <laughs> yeah, Jane. It was swore the most. You know. <laughs> well, they actually you're talking about off camera. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I'm sure they didn't include it in the show, but every time she went around a corner, it was probably fucking Marquis. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put well. my boot in their ass, fucking sideways. Motherfucking Marquis, motherfuckers. She probably does take the, the award for having to put up with the most shit of any Starfleet captain. I will give well, her that. Brian, I don't know if you noticed, but she was a woman throughout the whole show. <laughs> like, I don't know what she thinks. One would that. hope that the plight of women in our society has improved by the 24th century. I mean, if the, <laughs> One would hope. I don't know that that is the case. 
I just hope that it has. That does seem to be the ideology of Star Trek in general, unless the Q shows up and then it's full on misogyny. Yeah, this is true. He doesn't hold much respect out for any human beings at all. Uh, Much less women, though. There is apparently a, um, this is a wild sidebar, but it's about Star Trek, a uh, IDW comic series that came out last year called the Q conflict. And it has the crew of all four shows, um, being manipulated by like all the omnipotent ca- uh, characters that have shown up on the series. And I'm like, I am actually kind of intrigued by that. <laughs> it's probably going to be stupid, but I'm intrigued by the idea of a story that involves all four casts and all the omnipotent characters from Star Trek. So I'm I'm interested in that. <laughs> I feel like Star Trek really needs a an alert level that's beyond red. Because red <laughs> alert happens all the time. And they get yeah. into some serious shit. They just need something above red. Well, also they seem real casual when they get a red alert. Like they should have some sort of alert that's like, no, but seriously, well, get your you ass know? to the bridge. <laughs> highlights everything on a page in a textbook. Yes. Well, where's the important part? <laughs> red it's alert. All okay. Well, are we about to slip into a sun, or uh, you know, we can't find Jordy again? <laughs> are we about to slip okay. into a son or it, did it uh, seem that, did Kurt uh, just fuck his mom again? The the panic level, the 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 pucker factor, joke, Patrick. Calm down, yeah. God. The pucker factor aboard the ship is probably higher when someone calls intruder alert than they it is when they call red alert. I would say because red alerts get thrown around all over the place, but it, it's never good when they call it an intruder alert. There's especially, always going to be like problems. the kind <laughs> of intruders that the Enterprise seems to get. Right. You know, especially after the events the of first contact, I'm pretty sure uh, intruder alert has a much different connotation for all yeah. the survivors of first contact. No, yeah. <laughs> normally just means that Worf's going to get his ass kicked. That's all that means. Like, <laughs> Fair That's, point. You know. Uh, yeah, well, nope, we gotta get out of here before what's, what's the line from uh, Galaxy Quest we gotta get out of here before Wolf dies <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get out of here before they kill Guy <laughs> there's, there's something that all of you our listening audience can do you can share this show I mean right now you got a great big smile on your face and you're thinking well, this show's over. No need to continue listening. Because when Steve does that thing at the end of the show, it's pretty much just garbage from after that. So uh, thank you for continuing to listen. Download and subscribe to the show. We have a website. It's scifishow.net. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Make it so, number one.